Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. You're listening to the SportsGrid Network. Let it ride! Remember the class where I taught you all how to make it rain? Make it rain. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. All right, here we go. It is Tuesday, October the 22nd, and yeah, it's going to be a fun day today as the sports betting universe... Yeah, it is the beginning. It is the beginning of not only the World Series tonight, but it is the beginning of the 2019-20 Association. That's right. The NBA kicks off tonight with a couple of games. And then, of course, from here on out, guys, we'll we'll have uh, basketball. We will have college football, the NFL. For the next week or so, hopefully, we'll have uh, the World Series right up until the 31st until Halloween before we crown a champion. Uh, Yeah, we've got the college hoops around the corner, the NHL. There is so much going on this time of year. It truly is uh, one of the best times for a sports fan and, of course, a sports investor. It's a dangerous time, but it is definitely a, uh, a fun time for sure. And as long as you guys are hanging out with us here on the grid on Make It Rain, we'll go ahead and do just that. We'll make it a profitable October, November, December as we get ready for 2020. And I was hoping uh, to be able to avoid ever having to mention, because if you don't talk about it, sometimes uh, psych, you know, psychologically you're going, wow, it never happened if I don't talk about it. But unfortunately... I'll just let the highlights speak for themselves. Here's the pitch to Michelle. Blockers in front and easily in as Ben Watson paved the way for Sony Michelle. They'll split up. Here's some pressure on Darnold. Quickly gets it up. And it is picked off by Devin McCourty. Here they go again. Second and eight. Brady's going to take a shot. And Philip Dorsett with the touchdown catch. And fighting his way in that time is Michelle. Picked off again. Deron Harmon running down. They let him get it off. Pressure off the edge. Loader and another interception. And it's Gilmore. And here's the return. Floated again and picked off again. This time it's Terrence Brooks. And with it, Michelle goes in again. His third touchdown of the night. I'm breaking out in hives, Dane, just listening to it again, because uh, there is. And listen, I said, I hope I was wrong, right? I, I was hope I was wrong. And I didn't mind losing the bet if the Jets won. But right. my word, dude, there's losing. And then there's whatever the hell that was last night, which was an abomination of on so many levels. I I don't even know what to say about it other than being embarrassed is probably not good enough for this team at this point. Good morning, Joe. Good morning, Degenerates. Uh, Let's cock-a-doodle do it. I mean, that was sad, Joe. That was really bad. I mean, 
And it got deter- it deteriorated to become worse throughout the game. You know what I mean, Joe? Like yeah. by the by the second half, <laughs> by the fourth quarter, Sam Darnold was literally throwing the ball like to 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 people in the sidelines, to yeah. to the to the crowd, to the stands. It was it was crazy. And I was a li- I was getting upset because, you know, Booger McFarland was, you know, going on his Booger McFarland thing and I was like, yo man, give the kid a break, you know, and then he kind of shifted to it not being Sam Darnold's fault. It's almost mm. like some of the producers at ESPN got in his ear. You know, like yeah. nah 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 nah. He's one of our guys, Sam Darnold. We can't we we got stuff riding on Sam Darnold. Blame Gaze. Go with Gaze, not Darnold. And you could literally hear Booger shift from like, they've got to protect Sam Darnold more. And he's going to learn a lot. Don't worry about it. That sort of stuff. He literally made a 180 shift. And then like, why isn't Gaze like taking him out? I thought I thought they should have taken him out too. That's when he was talking about, I'm seeing ghosts. When he's like just literally throwing off his back foot on every single play. Like he was messing with mechanics. It was so bad. I find it crazy to believe. But it's true, Joe, that now in both games, Jared Stidham has gotten in against the Jets. And to be quite honest, Luke Falk put up a better game than Sam Darnold. I'd have bet this game a little differently had I known Luke Falk was going to be playing again last night. Apparently. But yeah, and there's just to me. I had the over prop bets on like everyone in the Jets passing game last night. Yeah, that, yeah. Yeah, if your DFS lineups uh, uh, right. included any New York Jets, Donald I Donald got I negative apologize. seven points in fantasy. I Minus apologize. seven. Yeah, there is – um, I want to say oh, – but there's really no offense to speak of last night, uh, whatever that was. Le'Veon and, yes, Bell. I get it. It was a makeshift offensive line. I get it. Both teams are dealing with injuries. It wasn't – that's not the reason that Sam Darnold – look the way he did. We talk about deer caught in the headlights look a lot here in the world of sports. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, that last night was what a deer in the headlights looks like. He was, when I say rattled, like I I get that you want to keep him in. He's got to work through this. It's still, he's only 22 years old and we got to try to remember this is only what, his 12th start last night. He doesn't have a lot behind him. It is new. This year didn't work. By this point in the season, we're expecting, you know, you got to remember the dude has been sidelined with mono for five yeah, games. Like this, a week and a half you know, ago, he was in bed. Yes, exactly. So, I mean, I get it by week. You know, there's no excuse for guys like Trubisky and others, but I, yeah, I, I get it. But they're still at home. People paying their money to come to MetLife Stadium to see the Jets take on the Patriots. And it wasn't like the Patriots offense was they kept giving them the damn ball inside the 10 yard line oh, yeah. four turnovers, four interceptions, one fumble, a quarterback rating of three. If there's any good news, Dane, it's the fact that he honestly cannot play any worse than what he did moving forward. Zero. There is zero way he can play wor- a worse game. And I think Lev Bell said it afterwards, too. He's like, I told him, listen, man, you got to have a game like this, unfortunately, in the NFL. So you can you can learn from it and advance. I just worry his psyche and we'll learn a lot about him against Jacksonville this week. How do you recover from that? This kid, how do you recover that if you're Sam Donald? You acknowledge and realize that it was against probably the best defense in the NFL. 
Mm. You know, you 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 have the team kind of rally around them and say, hey, it just got away from him. Talk about things like the offensive line. I am not going to all of a sudden think that Sam Darnold is not the answer, okay? He's still my franchise quarterback. He just had a really bad night, all right? And these things happen against Bill Belichick and the best defense in football. Yeah. Adam Gase. Oof. Welcome to the Gase area, Jet fans. Yeah, my word. All right, no more Jet talk. Grow up. Want to light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season? Then join DailyRoto.com and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. Get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL DFS, line combinations, and build stacks for tournaments in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy hockey without using Daily Roto, you are doing it wrong. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. seeing ghosts and uh it cracks me up too because it wasn't like they were even hiding blitzes they weren't masking anything they ran the same blitz over and over and over and he still could not adjust the team couldn't adjust and it was just and i and i do want to say one positive thing as a jet fan i do want to say one positive thing all right Lev Bell had by far his best game there, averaging close to five uh, five yards per carry. And he has been nothing short of just the perfect teammate here in a rough season for a guy who we heard going into this year might be a cancer in the locker room. Guys, he is far from it. This is a guy who, on the sideline, continuing to talk up, continuing to talk up Sam Darnold last night. He goes out there. He doesn't get all the touches he should or or would hope for. He's on a one-in-five team, and all he does is show up and grind and work. I cannot tell you how happy I am that he is a member of this team because uh, he has acted like nothing but a true professional, a guy that you certainly want. You know, go out and you want to buy a jersey, buy Lev Bell's jersey because this dude is carrying himself, Dane, a million times better than people made it out to seem from Pittsburgh, like what we were going to get from him. He wanted to get paid. He got paid. And you know what? He goes, he does his job and he is there for his teammates and he never complains. I could not be more impressed with, with Lev Bell in the kind of year he is having. Yeah. It's almost like it was all business. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's like that entire stuff from the last two years yep. was seriously just about his business. And and what was funny, if you go back a year and a half from now and look at what was coming literally out of Lev Bell's mouth, like what he was saying, and now apply it. And it's absolutely true. You know, he was saying that he was going to set a precedent for other running backs to follow, right? Mm-hmm. That the old running backs would thank him for what he was doing. Guess what? He was right. You know, he said he was going to save the wear and tear on his tires. Guess what? You know, he was right because, like, you know, we talk about this. Um, there's like half of the quarterbacks are now out, you know, right. and he's just doing his thing, talking the right way about it. I, I completely agree. And and you know what? The one other thing I'll say, and we have some breaking news from Schefter, but the one other thing I'll say is, like, when Darnold throwing the ball up, 
on his back foot, uh, you know, facing the pressure. I see Phillip Rivers do the same exact thing every single time, you know, yep. and I see other quarterbacks do it also. He throws the ball up and he gives his wide receiver a chance to make a play. And then the receiver comes down with it. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, what an amazing throw by the quarterback. Oh, what an amazing idea. So a lot of this is like results based also. Donald had a horrible game. But, uh, you know, I mean, let's yeah. not let's not go ahead of ourselves here. No. Joe, we got breaking news from Schefter. You want to break the news or should I? Yeah, no, I see it. But I, I do want to just say, though, I mean, it's that is not what there was some hesitation with Jet fans when Lev Bell signed. And I can tell you those those hesitations were not on. They would they weren't based on real information. This guy is a That's dude right. moving forward. You want on this team. And uh, and I'm glad he's there because he is yep. a stable force where a lot of guys, they could have gone the other way. I know a lot of dudes in the NFL would have gone the other way on this team. But yeah, Schefter is about, um, right? with like Cleveland with with Carolina. Yeah, with all these exactly. Exact situations. Exactly. Yeah, and maybe we shouldn't confuse wide diva wide receivers, of course, with uh, with running backs who want to get paid because they're two different people. Uh, but the uh, the breakdown is now, I guess, happening. The sell off uh, with Atlanta as uh, the Falcons, of course, they do trade Mohamed Sanu to the New England Patriots for a second round pick. Uh, there were dudes on that team last night catching passes, Dane. I don't even know who they were. I've never heard of them. Like, there were guys lined up there last night that was like, oh, he was on the uh, somebody's practice squad like two weeks ago, and now they're out there catching passes. So we knew they were going to make a move or if, if somebody needed a wide receiver. We thought San Francisco might be a destination, but Mohamed Sanu is going to be a New England Patriot. But, of course, he is. Now he gets Tom Brady throwing him balls, and I'm sure he'll make Mohamed Sanu look like, uh, you know, like a Hall of Famer at this particular point. Just uh, the rich keep getting richer, Dane. Yep, that is the case. But here's another very interesting nugget. Remember how we talk about the Patriots and what I was starting to say about the 49ers? With the Patriots, mm -hmm. how they have guys who could do so many different things, the Swiss Army knives, right? And you never know which one. Brandon Bolden, for goodness sakes, right? You said, mm -hmm. mentioned, you don't know. We have Ben Watson. Joe, I think you know this also, but Mohamed Sanu is one of those kind of players. He was a quarterback in college, Joe. He was a guy like in Atlanta every year. They do a couple of plays where Mohamed Sanu is, you know, uh, taking an end around and then throwing it. He is literally exactly like Julian Edelman. Joe, the Patriots now are like there's he targeted Sanuf not only because Tom Brady's going to throw him the ball, but because right. he can do a lot of different things. I'm telling you, in the next three months, there will be a play when you have Tom Brady, Julian Edelman, and Mohamed Sanu on the field together, and it's technically going to be three quarterbacks. I think Belichick is doing this specifically for one crazy play in Arrowhead Stadium on Martin Luther King weekend. I agree. I absolutely agree. I think it's going to be, well, I, I don't know. I keep going. I think there's going to be more action, Dane, before this trade deadline in the NFL than we have seen in the past. You kind of get that feeling like maybe, again, closer to what the NBA does NBA, in the trade deadline right. where we're, we're going to start. I mean, you it used to be in the NFL forever. Whatever your team was. Going in, I mean, it was maybe a, an obscure lineman here or there or some practice play. 
but trades often in the in the NFL because it takes so long to get caught up like they just don't happen but I've got the feeling I've heard more chatter now about guys yeah. moving teams teams dismantling getting rid of like I, it could be one wild and crazy trade deadline here yeah, I think that's possible. Remember, Joe, we have been saying for a while this overall concept about the NBA coming to the NFL. And that has a lot of, you know, that looks a lot of different ways, right? It looks like guys like Jalen Ramsey being able to, you know, demand his way out. It looks like, you know, Trent Williams adding members of the Cleveland Browns on social media and that meeting meaning something to us. But what it also means is, yes, you know, in the as the teams race away from the middle and Parity is, you know, gone and tanking happens. More and more teams will embrace the suck and the tank. We've seen this. Like, Kenyon Drake is going to get traded, Joe. You know what I mean? And, like, some of these guys, it's going to happen. Yeah. And so for fantasy, remember, Joe, when before the trading deadline in baseball, I was like, watch it. Depth charts are going to change. You know, roles are going to change. You have to, for the first time, really, in football, really start to be conscious of that as well. You know, people were picking up guys like Philip Dorsett and Jacoby Myers. Well, that ain't going to work anymore now that Sanu mm-hmm. is in the fold, right? Yep. So, and this helps dramatically in Atlanta. This helps a Calvin Ridley who was struggling. This helps an Austin Hooper. Other guys who may get more targets now that Sanu is gone. So, yes, but I agree, Joe. The NBA has come to the NFL, and the trading deadline is going to be a key indicator as teams race to the bottom. Yeah. Well, it ain't going to help any of those guys because Matt Ryan's got a sprained ankle. He probably is going to be out a couple of weeks and Matt Schaub will be your quarterback. So good luck with that. Uh, And those of you who own Ridley and company there, let me see how that works out for you. Uh, This team is a disaster. And what with their week nine, I think, is the buy. At that point, they're going to have a new coach. I don't I don't see how. Dan Quinn you makes channeling it your inner Booger McFarland. I, I just don't see how he makes it pass. Like, why? If you're starting to sell the pieces now, why would you keep the coach? Like, there's no. It's obvious the locker room, and I, I'm shocked he gave him as long as he did, uh, with the kind of talent and the kind of money he has just paid out. Arthur Blank over. I'm shocked he uh, he didn't have a short trigger finger here, but. Hey, listen, give him credit, but I do think it's – and it's probably time for a change. Your quarterback's gone. You just gave $100 trillion to, you know, to a, a wide receiver now who doesn't have a quarterback. It's just – Atlanta's a mess, an absolute mess. And you know what? I got to fear the Rams are, are heading down that same path in a couple of years too. So we'll see how it all works out. Talk a little World Series though tonight. We'll okay. talk about that coming up. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. Yeah, I am uh, fairly certain that that uh, promo did not age well. And if uh, Sean uh, Sean G could have uh, any promo back, I am fairly certain that is uh, that is certainly 
uh, one of them because uh, I will say this to his point. Uh, it wasn't the New England Patriots offense that uh, that put up 33 points there last night. It really was the New England Patriots defense and game ball to Sam Darnold uh, of the New York Jets uh, for the New England Patriots uh, by far. But listen. There's money to still be made here now that week seven of the NFL season is over. And you can start by lighting up the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel with a little NHL DFS season. You can join DailyRoto.com and you can learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. You can get updated fantasy hockey projections for the NHL DFS. You can get line combinations and, of course, build stacks for tournaments in the DailyRoto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy hockey without using dailyroto.com, you are doing it wrong. Enter the promo code ACTION and get yourself a 10% discount. That promo code is ACTION for a 10% discount. And keep in mind, people, that dailyroto.com is where millionaires are made. Are you troubled by strange noises in the middle of the night? Do you experience feelings of dread in your basement or attic? you or any of your family ever seen a spook, specter, or ghost? If the answer is yes, then don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Our courteous and efficient staff is on call 24 hours a day to serve all your supernatural elimination needs. We're We're ready to believe you. And boy, oh boy, they should be heading over to MetLife right now in Sam Darnold's house uh, because, yeah... He, along with everybody else last night, including our very own Mike Cardano, who was at the game, apparently is also seeing ghosts this morning. And uh, yes, it's starting to get all over the place now. Ghosts are in the, I don't know if it's October, it's a blood moon. I don't know. Maybe Sam Darnold is not the only one who has a ghost issue here. That's correct. Bring back Ghostbusters, just not Ghostbusters, whatever the hell that last one with all the chicks was. That was not a good Ghostbusters. That was I ain't afraid actually, of no ghost. Yeah, that was awful. That uh, that was, ooh, gosh, something should not be made. All right, tonight uh, we've got World Series Game 1 action, and it's very interesting here tonight because in what world would we ever wake up in and expect to see a Max Scherzer-pitched game where he is getting, uh, I don't know, plus 175 right now at FanDuel, Dane. I mean, in in what world would we... Oh, the world where he goes up against a dude who hasn't lost in what feels like 12 months, that being Garrett Cole. On the road, Houston is going to be jamming tonight. It is the 115th World Series, guys, in Houston. First pitch here is going to be a lot of fun. You've got a three-time Cy Young winner in Max Scherzer. Facing off again, of course, let's face it, he's probably this year's American League Cy Young Award winner in Garrett Cole. And the numbers, yeah. Uh, Plus, there's a lot of value there on backing a Max Scherzer-led team going into Houston here. But what we know about the playoffs, Dane, is that, you know, dogs to this point in the postseason have been extremely profitable, right? Whether it be the wild card game or it be the the uh, division series, the championship series. However, all of that means absolutely nothing when it comes to the World Series. In fact, since 2005, it's been all about the favorites in the World Series. To the tune of uh, 61% of the favorites gone on to win not only the World Series, but also 71% go on to win game one 
of the uh, of the World Series. So it's plus 175, Dane, but history and trends are pointing and saying, yeah, there's there's a reason. Number one against number one, it usually favors the home team in this game. Yeah, and especially when the home team has the probable Cy Young Award winner who did not have to pitch in Game 7 of the ALCS and is rested yes. and ready to go, and I believe has not lost in his last 26 starts, and I believe he's something like 18 or 19-0 and 0 in those starts. This is the Cy Young probable winner who struck out over 300 guys and is doing so, don't forget, Every start he makes, he's earning money because he's going to be available for anybody who wants to back up the Brinks truck for him in about two months. But you're right. When are we going to see Max Scherzer at plus 170, plus 175, you know? And another thing, Joe, that's interesting to me, when else are we going to see a six and a half total for a baseball game? I thought this was 2019, not, you know, 2004, um, but that's what we see as well six and a half is the total in this one and there's a part of me that wants to go maybe like first half under three and a half with these two yeah. guys on the hill yeah uh, it's it's amazing really when you see it first of all scherzer in this postseason two and all 1.80 era which is phenomenal right yeah it's great. but then you look over at garrett cole and he's three and all with a 0. 0.40 era even better. he's got three combined starts rays and Yankees here this postseason. The guy has been absolutely uh, just unhittable at this point. But it's funny, Dane, because when you look, it's kind of split down the middle. Like, it appears like the public has no idea who to back here. Like, half of them are back in Cole, half of them are back in Scherzer. If this was anybody other than Scherzer, I don't, this number would probably be off the charts. But because it is Scherzer, there's a lot of people very, they're hesitant. They're going, how do I not take Washington at a plus 175 dog with Max Scherzer on the mound? And I, listen, I don't I wouldn't blame you if that's the if that's the way right. you go. You got to figure, Dane, you know, Garrett Cole, as good as he has been, is he maybe slowing down a little bit? Because to me, I think the best chance for Washington to win a game probably isn't against Cole. The guy that has shown a little chink in the armor is Verlander. Maybe game two is the place to go and back the Washington Nationals. I mean, I agree with you that Cole has continued to look dominant and Verlander has shown a little bit of uh, chinks in the armor, shall we say. But, you know, I, the, the value still remains there on Washington at plus 170, plus 175. Because mm -hmm. you're right, Cole has been ridiculous. So has Scherzer, though. And as we know, also, Joe, if the Astros want to get Cole multiple starts it's not like they're going to let him go 125 pitches okay mm -hmm. so the way I would look at it if I'm back in Washington what I'm hoping happens is that we are 1-1 after 7 that we're zip zip after 6 something like that and then you know we get to the bullpen where these offenses on both sides then can make a little bit of hay and you know I guess the path to victory for Washington includes like a uh, an 8th inning Juan Soto 2 run home run you know, that's and, and they go ahead and win three one, something like that. I think the path to, you know, the plus number for Washington being the play is, you know, uh, attacking the bullpen after Cole leaves. I don't think they're going to put up crooked numbers against Garrett Cole. Yeah, it's interesting. The um, it, it, this was at seven and it's been obviously ridiculously bet down to six and a half. I, I don't know that we'll see six. 
But is the first five still three and a half, or has that been bet down to three as well, Dane, over at uh, at FanDuel? Because I'm seeing some threes around here on the first five as well. Yeah, I'm seeing both numbers. Uh, if you that's why you got to shop around. Yeah, that half exactly. line, that half run is a ton in this exact contest. What I will say, Joe, is over at our partners on FanDuel, it's mm-hmm. three and a half, but the juice is high. It, you know, they're about to move it. Okay, so it yeah. under three and a half is at minus one twenty six, and as oh, we boy. always say, you know, yeah. they move that juice up to one ten, from one ten, excuse me, to one twenty, one twenty five, and once they start getting there that's what the books are doing because they don't want to go down to three because then they think you know the sharps will come in and hammer it but always look at the juice uh and it's 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 over 125 joe it's interesting uh, another trend here dane that uh with the totals in this particular spot is that since 2005 when we have a total of seven or less like we do right now in this in this spot right. Um, contrarian has actually been pretty profitable. Taking the over has cashed uh, over 56% of the time, and that's a 22-11 uh, and 11 record in the World Series. 56% in the playoffs, uh, and that's a big number in the uh, 66%, 66.7% in the World Series. So maybe sometimes it gets so artificially and we're so going overboard because I'm with you, man. What happens where Scherzer or Cole get taken out in, let's say, the seventh inning? You got three innings of, let's say it's 2-1, right? You got three innings of both of those bullpens? Exactly. Um, Can you not get the 4-3? You know what I mean? You know, the question is, where are you going to go? We'll start backwards here, Dane. How are you looking at the series here? Is it Astros 4, 5, 6, 7? Uh, is it nationals? How many, what do you think this is going to divvy up on? So my series lean at this point in time, and interestingly enough, it is, I believe, no, it's the second choice. Cause you can pick the exact right. uh, result of the world series, you know, and they have odds. I, what I believe is the second choice, which is Houston and five. Yeah, I'm just finding it so hard not to lean that way myself. My And the price is and correct me if I'm wrong here, is there a big difference between Houston and 5 and 6 or is it relatively close to the same odds? Uh those are the first and second choices. Um Houston in 6 is plus 290. Okay. So Houston like 3 in to 1. 5 is plus 390. All right, so it's all right. So and then four to one and three enough, to one. Houston in mm. you know in in a game seven is right there as well at plus four hundred. So really four three and two to one basically depending on the games that you want yep. there. And is there any big value in Washington maybe pulling us out in six or seven? Yeah, you'd have to go so far as to get to Washington in five to start to see good numbers. To start to see the value. All right, so it's uh, it's Astros or bust. The question is, do the Astros do it in five? Six or seven games. Try to see if we can't uh, narrow that down for you and help you make it rain as we get ready for the World Series Game 1 tonight on The Grid, sportsgrid.com. Want to light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season? Then join DailyRoto.com and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. 
Get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL DFS, line combinations, and build stacks for tournaments in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing Daily Fantasy Hockey without using Daily Roto, you are doing it wrong. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. I will say this, and uh, we'll get to some of these uh, NFL uh, headlines and updates because uh, a lot of teams might be looking a little bit differently uh, over the next week or so as week seven has come to a close. Week eight is now upon us. And, yeah, it's all about the quarterbacks this week. We'll get you updated on uh, Patrick Mahomes, Cam Newton, Nick Foles, all of that good stuff there. But I do want to mention this because a lot is being made. And and we told you when it comes to Cole tonight, Garrett Cole, the guys, it's just ridiculous. I mean, his uh, not only is uh, not only is Cole the front runner for the Cy Young Award winner, but it's his team is 15 and three in his last 18 starts like this guy has not only won 18 in a row, but. Even with the games that he didn't get the decision, they were still victorious in. There has been nobody as dominant as Garrett Cole, which is saying a lot given the fact that the guy he's going up against is um, is pretty damn good, too, in, in Max Scherzer. But I will say this. The Nationals are 40-16, and 16, guys, in their last 56 games. Yeah. They're 20-7 and seven over their previous... 27 games against teams with a winning record. So at plus 175, Dane, it's not like you're dealing with a fluky kind of team. Like there is nobody been as hot right. as the Nationals here this over the Sean last the month Jets. and a half. Right. It, they're not, it's not a, you know, wow, the Houston offense. It, no, like they are. Their numbers are just as gaudy and even maybe even more so because they've been able to do it against going 20 and seven over the last 27 games against teams with winning records is pretty damn impressive. Plus, you got Scherzer on the mound. I don't know, man, if you are ever going to take a shot on a dog, wouldn't tonight be the dog that you back? Yeah. It absolutely would, and it makes complete sense. Like, Max Scherzer is capable of going out there and shutting down any lineup in any stadium on any day of the week, regardless of what his number is. Absolutely. The only thing is that Garrett Cole has honestly been that much better. And mm-hmm. so the only way, if you're doing this, your your play is you think in inning seven and on that that's where it's happening because Cole has been an absolute machine over his last, what, 25, 30 starts. You know, so I, I, I agree with you. The value is in Washington. It's just tough for me to stomach. But if you have the stones to do it, it is the value play. I completely agree. Also, uh, Nationals postseason, team batting average, 243. Astros, 208. So this is a – and nothing that they saw in that Yankee series is going to resemble what they're going to see tonight. So if they had a tough time – It's at the right time, Joe. Right, You know, the Yankees stranded runners left and right. The Yankees had a better batting average and all that stuff. Okay, they were just doing what they had to do. When they had to do it, I wonder if the the Nationals beat a few good pitchers, too, along the way. So, you know, some some Cy Young guys as well. 
it's going to be, I don't know that it's plus 175. I think it's a little inflated. Uh, but like you said, if you've, if you're going to back a dog, and we always say it, I know the trends tell us favorites, 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 but my word, at plus 175, if it would win tonight, Dane, if the Nationals win and Scherzer wins, I yeah. would not probably have to take a few days off if I didn't bet it because I'd want to I'd, I'd want to jump off a bridge here because I didn't back it at 175. So I think we're both on the same page there. That's the way – I think that's the way to go – and listen, even at what is he at plus? What is the, what is the Astros minus one? What ninety? Is it two dollars yet? It's pretty much two right now. At Fanduel, it's one nine minus one ninety eight. So you know, it's yeah. Like so it's almost two dollars. Is he two to two? I don't think so. Uh, all right. Or, so remember, uh, we, Joe, let's let's remind people also. You don't have to bet the game. No, you okay? don't. Okay. Like, right. for example, I happen to like the Lakers Clippers under later tonight. You know what right. I mean? So, like, right. you could always do something like that if you want to mm-hmm. get your action in on a good old fall Tuesday in October. Right. It should be. Uh, it's going to be a great game, I think. And maybe some of the uh, the prop bets, too, uh, are worth taking a look at, like run in the first inning, that kind of stuff. You know, who gets... Uh, uh, strikeout props for both of these guys are probably worth taking a look at. So definitely some props tonight too uh, in this game. But the NFL news starting to Scherzer, come out here this week. And, and it, for Cole. How much? Six and a half for Scherzer. Nine and a half for Cole. So does he get to double digits again? Does he get has to, every time out? Every damn time. Is it juice to high hell the over or is it? No. Is it uh, not? No, the really? under is minus 144 really? over really? nine and a half is plus money. Wow. Plus 115 for over nine and a half K's for Scherzer right now. Something you guys going to want to take a look at there. Some of those prop bets uh, looks like and people are back. The Scherzer one is also crazy. I don't it's six and a half. It's six and a half, which I think is kind of low for Scherzer. But right. so does FanDuel, because the over six and a half is, is minus one sixty six, Joe. Oh, geez. Under six okay. and a half is plus one thirty. I oh, damn under six wow. and a half plus one. That's kind of smacking you in the face, isn't it? Isn't that- it is. <laughs> Uh, it really is. Because what if he just doesn't? What if he goes five plus? Rem- you know, remember, he's working his way back a little bit as well. Yes. The Astros. Eh, that's interesting. That's all. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. No, no. I And I agree. The uh, Does he hit 10, which he's done pretty much every game that he's pitched in a well, postseason. That's interesting there. Very interesting. Uh, all right, so we have updates uh, in the NFL if you're just joining us. Number one, Mohamed Sanu traded to the New England Patriots uh, f- for a draft pick of some sort down the road. Who cares? Second Bottom line there. is uh, Sanu will be a uh, member of the New England Patriots moving forward. Uh, we have updates on number one, Patrick Mahomes, who uh, is ahead of schedule from what they are saying as far as his rehab progressing nicely. They anticipate uh, Matt Moore and for just probably two weeks could return, they think, earliest week 10, but in all likelihood week 11 at this point. So his uh, no, and this is a good news because it's no extra 
So far, they haven't found anything. He's in good spirits. The trainers are confident. I don't know that they'd rush him back anyway, but it does look like uh, things are a heck of a lot better than first thought. Nick Foles also returns to practice this week, guys. And there is going to be the first big question and big decision of a team. Um, Doug Marone did announce yesterday that he's returning to practice, but he did not mention who the starting quarterback would be or if he would be replacing Gardner Minshew uh, and who has played. What do you, what do you want? He, he's four and two in his uh, in his games that he has replaced and uh, and filled in for Nick Foles. But, you know, what do you do? So should Foles, if they decide, let me go this way with you, Dane, if they decide to stick with Minshew, are you not trading or putting Foles up in the marketplace to see what you can get, knowing what we just spoke about regarding the trade deadline here in the NFL? No, I am not. Um, Not in this case, okay, because I believe that Gardner Minshew, you know, at some point will turn into a pumpkin. Um, this is the six round pick. Yeah, I know he's been he's been a nice story. Everybody wants to rock his mustache for Halloween, but the Jaguars are three and four, and they you know they spent a lot of money in this offseason for Nick Foles. They got the offensive coordinator that they like. I I I I think it's fun while it lasted, but no, you go back to Nick Foles as your QB one when he is ready and you just feel good about the fact that you have a legitimate backup quarterback that only cost you a sixth round pick. It's interesting. Four years, $88 million is what they paid Foles here. They've got this kid, a, uh, you know, a six round pick. He's going to be under a rookie deal. And you know, you don't, if you can unload the $88 million to a team. And let me ask you, if you were one team in this NFL, would you pick up the phone to call Jacksonville and say, hey, is he available? And what team would that be? If you were who would you inquire about the availability of Nick Foles? If I was Washington, I might. Mm. Um, if I was, I know this is going to sound crazy, but I believe this guy, I've been, I've been off this guy for a long time. If I was Chicago, I might. Oh, great call. Yes. I'm with you there. Um, Yep. I think that's that's one that I'm very interested in. Chicago is one that I'm very interested in because honestly, and it's ironic with Jacksonville, I believe that Mitchell Trubisky has a similar arc right now as Blake Bortles. He looked great one year when his out-of-this-world elite defense put them in great positions to win, right? But... He doesn't inspire men. He ain't leading the locker room. And they say, oh, he's 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 got good arms talent, you know, and he was drafted in the top 10 probably where he shouldn't have been. And unfortunately, I believe the organization that drafted them in the top 10 will spend five years trying to not admit their mistake. Right. Yeah. And they're going to have to make a decision with him sooner rather than later. And I think if you cut the cord with him, then Foles is the perfect guy for the Chicago Bears, the guy that'll be able to run that Andy Reid-style offense there that Matt Nagy, of course, comes from 
the Andy Reid tree. Uh, Foles represents everything that Trubisky is not, guys. And if they truly, if Coughlin and company say, listen, we don't need to spend $88 million when the reality is we have a future quarterback with a lot more upside, we're just going to go ahead and press the button to the future, then yeah, um, Matt Nagy, you ought to be, uh, the Chicago Bears should be picking up the damn phone and going, we'll take them because we're ready to win now. I don't know that Jacksonville's ready to win now. I, I don't. Is Jacksonville too far gone in this division to make a run for it, you think? I, I don't think so. I, I mean, like, you know, I don't think they'll actually do it, but I don't right. think they're, you know, like too go- far gone that they can't make a run. I mean, the Colts are in first place in this division, Joe, with four wins. You okay. know, Jacksonville has three wins. You know what I mean? So, no, I don't think they're too far gone. I think any organization worth their salt at this point is like, we're still in it and we're getting our QB one back. You know, I mean, I think they believe probably that Nick Foles is better than Gardner Minshew or else we would have heard of Gardner Minshew in August. And yes. we didn't. OK, so, no, I think I know what you're saying. And it's cool that they have something there. But remember, Joe, it's like, you know, Nick Mullins looked okay in three games for the Niners last year. It's not like they're going to be like, oh, let's move Jimmy Garoppolo. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? I only... I think one where it is different, we talked in Carolina about Kyle Allen vis-a-vis Cam Newton, right? But here's the difference. Cam Newton did not just sign a deal. Cam Newton, everyone thinks, may be retiring and is on his way out. You know, so it's a different context. In that situation, I think we may be cooking with some gas. But no, I do not think Jacksonville decides like, oh, we've got this guy. Let's cast. Let's look what the market is for Foles after just giving him 88 million over four years. Uh, And also Ron Rivera did, in fact, come out yesterday and say that Kyle Allen is the starter versus the 49ers this weekend and that Cam Newton will not be rushed back into action they don't want to put quote any pressure on him and yeah uh allen goes into this game against the 49ers 4-0 undefeated uh putting up a boatload of points each week along the way so don't worry about it cam we get slow down you got a lot of fashion shows coming up here you're going to be just fine yeah we'll take a look at the association too next hour Game one and two tonight. Coming. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is Sports Grid. Get on the grid. So I do have uh, an interesting uh, trend here, Dane, heading into week eight of the NFL season surrounding uh, whatever that was last night. I, I, I think it's a team. It's called the Jets. I think they're a football team. Uh, but they, um, you certainly wouldn't have seen it. But there is at least one bit of good news after getting shut out at home last night on Monday Night Football. And the trend reads that uh, teams coming off a shutout loss at home the following week since 2000 
are 30 and 16 against the number. And since 2009, even more recently there over the last, say, 10 years, 15 and 6, 71%. So that is good news for the New York Jets or the Washington Nationals. And which one of those two teams do you think has got a better chance of of actually uh, making that trend continue to the positive here? 76%. Since 2009, teams shut out at home the week prior. So Washington, it's so funny that we've got not one. In, a, in an era of offense, Dane, we got two NFL teams that got shut out at home in the NFL. Yeah, right? One was weather. I get it. But the other, yeah, uh, ghosts, my friend, ghosts. And the Jets are taking on Jacksonville. So who they does are. Washington have this week? I mean... You'll know my answer as soon as I tell you. Washington is at Minnesota, where oh, they are getting oh 16 yep. points, and they're doing it on Thursday night football, Joe. So short oh. week. <laughs> Washington is at Minnesota in a mere 48 hours, Joe. All right. Wow. So, uh, and they are currently getting 16 points, Joe, where Ooh. the Jets Ooh. are on the road in Jacksonville. They are also getting points. They're getting six. I think. Um, you know, based on what we talked about literally in the last segment, I'll uh, to answer your question, I will say the Jets have a better chance at bouncing back. Yes, that's got to get. And listen, 16. And by the way, if you are planning on uh, on hopping on the, the Minnesota bandwagon, they're probably better to get it at 16 because 17, one of those up. key numbers we always talk about, Dane, you don't want to get so keep it under 17 if you're going to go hop on it now because it'll probably be 17 and a half before it's all said and done before Thursday. So, all right, final hour coming up here. We'll take a look at the association. We'll do that next. Make it rain.